Hallelujah. That song had several places that kind of end and starts over. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. It's good to be back. Amen. In the house of the Lord with you. We uh, had a good vacation. Even our associates didn't know where we were. They thought we were in Maine. We were in Tennessee. Then we went over to Maryland and uh, hung out at the beach a couple days. And uh, anyway, we had a good time. Seems like vacation goes by so quick, doesn't it? You just want more. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of good things happening. That was a long video uh, announcements, but we are moving to a busy season, amen, in the fall, and we even, didn't even talk about our Christmas uh, activities that we're going to be getting into, and we give Thanksgiving uh, baskets away, or uh, I don't know what we'll do this year, but uh, always, you know, try to find some way to give uh, turkeys and so on and so dinners away, amen, and so a busy time, but let's enjoy ourselves, amen, hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, connect groups is starting. Very interesting subject. You'll find out about demons and angels. And so what a good time huh, during Thanksgiving time to do that. Hallelujah. So uh, go and check out our connect group. Sign up for one. It, it's exciting. You need to be part of a family to get to know each other. You know, you come to church and we see each other. We wave at each other, but you don't really know. But this is community opportunity to fellowship with one another. Amen. Well, you had a good service, services last week. We were here with you. Amen. I think we were actually traveling in the car and we were online. Appreciate all of our people, Vinny and everybody that, that gets us on uh, Facebook and uh, live. So if we don't like something during the service, we just call up and say, hey, uh, Get on them. Amen. <laughs> no. But it was good. We learned that Pastor Mike was not political last week. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> but we're, uh, we got this week and next week to uh, talk about uh, navigating peace, all right, through this disturbed and troubled world. Every time you listen to something on the news, it's always something negative. Of course, we had the hurricane in Florida that took place this past week and the fires in Hawaii earlier on and uh, so many things, you know. Uh, news can be depressing and uh, weariness. And we learned a week ago, not last week, but a week before that, that, that in the last days, Daniel said this in the book of Daniel, that Satan's job is to wear out the saints, to wear us down, all right, to get us to, in, in that give up mentality, uh, oppression, depression, so on and so forth, and, and weariness can be a dark cloud. Weariness is not necessarily being tired physically, but tired emotionally, and when you're tired emotionally, fighting things over and over, and nothing seems to break, and uh, many of us went through that activity, okay, in 2020, through uh, COVID-19 and so on and so forth. We were told to do this and that and not to do this and that and just to navigate through that time, especially as pastors of a church, okay, keeping everybody safe and, 
and uh, you know, whatever we had to do. It, it, you know, it was draining. And a lot of things that you have to do with your family, and now they're talking about mask mandates again and lockdowns and all this. How many of you are not going to go for that this time? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> but that's the world that we live in. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. Aren't you glad you're not of this world? Yeah. Hallelujah. We're in another kingdom altogether. The kingdom of Jesus Christ. Praise God. The kingdom of God. So <clears throat> weariness can pressure, and we're going to talk about pressure next week, but can, can get us into the place of mentally, physically, and spiritually exhausted. But listen, there's two ways that we can live our life. One way is through your own drive, through your own passion, through your own might, power, and strength. We call that the arm of the flesh. Amen? And that will only go so far. I mean, you could listen to motivational speakers and read motivational books and so on and so forth, but when you try to do it in the natural, apart from the Holy Ghost, apart from the Spirit of God, you're going to come short. You're going to fall short. You're going to be frustrated, and eventually you're going to give up and say, what's the use? I've been trying, trying, and trying. All right? Self-effort, okay? Self-effort. And not that we give up on that. We have to be better. We have to do better and, and uh, work toward, uh, you know, being positive and everything else that we are told to do. But we have to do it God's way. Say God's way. God's way. That's the only way that we're going to live successfully and overcoming life is doing it God's way, putting our agenda to the side and finding out what God wants us to do and live, let him live his life through us. I want us to look at Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, in verse 20, <clears throat> in the King James Bible, it says, I am crucified with Christ. We're having a baptismal service at the end of the second service today. Some of you might be getting baptized. I don't know if you're here, but you're welcome to come back or stay for the second service. But Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Now I want to read this out of the Passion Translation. And this is so powerful, okay? It says, my old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. Hallelujah. Identity. My old identity. What are you identifying with? Who are you living your life for? You or you're living your life for the kingdom? For Jesus. Amen? My old identity has been co-crucified. When Jesus went to the cross, the Bible says that you and I went with him to the cross. We died on the cross. We were buried with him in baptism. And we rose again in newness of life. And it's all about identity. So it says, for the nails of his cross crucified me with him. 
See, when we can catch on to this, that the life that you're living, you're suffering through all of the opposition, all the stuff that you're going through, all the trash, all the junk, is pressure from the enemy to get you to turn away and stop fellowshipping with the Lord and try to fix it yourself or find somebody else that will try to fix it for you. And there's plenty of those people that will want to do that. Amen. But it's understanding, identifying with this, okay? And it says, and now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. Hallelujah. The anointed Jesus wants to live his life through you. We live in union as one. My new life, now look at this. We're talking about oppression and and depression and all of these things. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, how does that happen? You have to acknowledge this. You have to literally do it by faith. In, in actually, uh, in Romans chapter 5, and we're going to be reading about righteousness and so on and so forth and the grace of God, but um, <clears throat> let's get over here into Romans. Hallelujah. Oh, here it is. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. Now, verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. All right, this tells me that all of these promises that we've just read in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, that we are co-crucified, nevertheless, I, it's not I that live, but Christ lives in me, that he's living his essence through me, and he's dispensing his life in mine, hallelujah. We've got to uh, enter to this reality by faith. That's why we teach faith so strong at Living Word. Amen? The just, the Bible says, shall live by their faith. You're not going to be able to walk in the righteousness of God unless it's by faith because your feeling is going to tell you other things. Your emotions will lead you away from what the Word says about you. And we can't allow that to happen. We're navigating peace. Jesus said, the peace that I have, I give to you. Hallelujah. His peace is in me, infused in me. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. And here in in Romans chapter 5, it says that we have to take a stand by faith in the grace that's been given to us. It means to stand steadfast, immovable. I'm not going to be moved off of faith in the grace of God. And the grace of God is not just a religious word, but it's been, tra- you know, a lot of people say it's, it's, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches. Another person said it's God's uh, ability and his want to, to use his power to meet your needs. The grace of God is apart from what you do or you don't do. The only thing that we are told to do is stand in faith along these lines, to believe in grace, to believe in in the righteousness of God, to believe that Christ is in me, which is the hope of glory. Amen? Hallelujah. 
So praise the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 40, it says this, and this is Old Testament, but Isaiah received this, verse 40, I mean chapter 40, verse 29, New Living Testament. It says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. This is Old Testament. But Isaiah was seeing in the future. He was understanding. He did not have the full picture, but he was prophesying, prophetically speaking, of the time when, when we were going to be united with Jesus Christ and, and live in his kingdom and Christ living his power and his life through us. Amen. So he gives power to the weak. If you, can say, if you say you're weak today, you <laughs> praise God. You qualify for God's power. Amen. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. See, that's talking about the arm of the flesh. You will wear out at some point. How many of you have done long distance running? Back in, back in the day, okay? I used to hate the 440. My, you know, our coach... A physical education teacher always wanted me to run because I was fast and I could do the 100 yard dash okay and the hurdles was okay but you know what I became so winded when I tried to do the 440 or the mile or something I, I just you know what I just you know and that was back in the day when I was you know cool <laughs> high school how many of you were cool in your high school days come on come on now you were lean, mean, and so on and so forth. Praise God. You're still cool. <laughs> All right. So, in, in the arm of the flesh, if you, if you lean toward that way, you always tire. You always fall into exhaustion. It only carry you so far. Amen? No, wonder, no, no matter what your condition is. But it says, for those who trust in the Lord or have faith in the promises of God, it says they will find new strength. In other words, they will find refreshment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They will get the second wind. Amen. When all seems to fall apart and nothing left, God infuses his strength in our lives and empowers us to make it through the trouble time that we're living in or what we're facing right now. Amen. Amen. There is the other side of that mountain. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Look at this. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. See, that should be a, the New Testament Christian right there. Hallelujah. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not. But you need to make that your confession. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I will run. I will not grow weary. Hallelujah. I will walk. I will not faint during troubled times. I'll not give in. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will not quit. Satan assigned me just to wear me out. I'm going to wear him out. He'll have to go next door. Because he'll give up on me. Hallelujah. When you wake up, in the, wake up in the morning, those demons say, I'm not going to go to that house. Praise the Lord. Because it's no longer you that live. But you think 
the devil wants to deal with Christ again? Come on now. He needs to see Jesus when he looks at you and run the other way. Now, look at Romans chapter 5, verse 17, the Passion Translation. Everything to do with death, everything, weariness, trouble, every, you know, how many of you are going to ask Adam why he did what he did when you get to heaven? Adam, why did you blow it? Look what you put me through. Adam, why did you listen to that woman anyway? <laughs> no, Hallelujah. But think about that. Because one man's transgression, sin entered the world. But this scripture talks about the second Adam, which was Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's why we don't need to identify with our old man, our old ways of doing things, but identify with our new life that's in Christ Jesus. It says this, death once held us in its grip. Amen. By the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, but now, say but now, now. right now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace? I love that. That we're held in the grip grip of grace. Now remember the scripture that we read in uh, verse 2 of Romans chapter 5, it says, with that, that in this grace that we have, we, we enter into it by faith, and in the faith, and then the gr- faith in the grace of God, we take our stance. That means we're not moved. It's the grace of God that gives us everything that Jesus went to the cross to give us, and we stand in that grace. So it says here that it talks about the grip of grace. Amen? How much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus the Messiah. Hallelujah. So the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Abundance. Say, I have an abundance of grace. I have abundance. But you say, Pastor, I've blown it. I've made mistakes. I've failed. I've even, you know, I cussed somebody out this morning. Come on now. Hallelujah. And then the devil wants to move you over into condemnation, into feeling bad about yourself. And you get so busy and so wrapped up Uh, fighting the old man, the old nature, those things that that you just let slip out, attitudes, you know, unforgiveness. You've got mad at somebody. Don't tell me Christians don't do that because they do. We all have have had the, the temptation at times and have fallen for it. Amen. And we've had to repent and so on and so forth. But the enemy will try to, to put condemnation on us and condemn us because we're not living like we think that we should live and we concentrate on the badness when we should be concentrating on the goodness of Christ. 
Amen? And what you focus on, that is what you're going to give attention to. And you're going to follow. If, if, let's say that you are fighting, uh, uh, okay, you're, you're addicted to, to, to tobacco or alcohol or some other drugs or, or uh, something that you know that, that's bad for your body and you know that you're displeasing the Lord in that thing. And you're constantly fighting that battle yourself. You are going to lose. Come on now. You're going to be concentrating on Every morning, you're going to get up and say, I'm not going to do that today. How many of you have done that? I'm not going to blow it today. I'm not going to be angry today. I'm not going to lose my temper today. I'm not going to do this today. Or, you know, quitting. You know, people have quit smoking 100 times. New Year's resolutions, man. Come on. We all make them. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Hallelujah. Once you make that confession, honey, watch out. Because you'll eat more donuts in one day that, come on now. That's how weak you are in the flesh. And when you give an attention to that weakness, that's where you're focused on, and that's where you're going to live in, and you're not going to overcome it because it's not by your power, it's not by your might, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the grace of God, hallelujah. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. Amen. I blew it. I don't qualify. I just am so guilty. That's why you need a revelation. And see, I've struggled with this because I grew up in a, in a, de- a denomination that, that preached sin and condemnation. Never did I hear a Sunday morning service where righteousness was preached other than you better be righteous. Okay, how do I do that? Well, you better not smoke, you better not drink. Our girls in church couldn't wear pants. Hmm? Come on now. Some stupid things. Focusing on the natural instead of what Christ has done for us in his redemptive work. Hallelujah. God loves us. He's already, Jesus qualified us so that we can walk in victory over every area that we are weak in. Hallelujah. Praise God. When we're weak, then we are, we are to say what? I am strong. Let the weak say they are strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Let the weak say that I am strong. Let the sick say I'm healed. Let the poor say I'm rich. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus has paid the price for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, but pastor, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner. Past tense. You've got a new life in Christ Jesus. Focus on the new life. Focus on the goodness of God. Hallelujah. I like this saying. Somebody said this. Sitting at McDonald's parking lot don't make you a Big Mac. <laughs> Just because you get mad at somebody and cuss somebody out don't make you a sinner. Somebody laughing at that. That's right, don't make your french fries either. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
So stop identifying with your sin and begin to identify with I was crucified with Christ, I was buried with Christ, and I rose again in newness of life, and this stuff does not have power over me, hallelujah. I've been delivered from the power of darkness and put over into the kingdom of God's dear son. I don't have to act like that anymore. It's not by my ability, but his ability living through me, hallelujah. Who through the spirit I put to death the works of the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. So many people struggle. Like I said, it, it's, it's a renewing of your mind, especially if you're brought up in, in, in a, a, a church world that, that teaches it's, it's, you know, you've got to be holy. You've got to be, yes, we do, but it doesn't come from our ability or our strength. In our own ability, we don't have the power to do that. It's only through Christ in us, which is the hope of glory. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14, for by one offering. How many of you know what that offering was? Jesus. He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. And I thought about that, being sanctified. In the Bible, it says that Jesus has been made unto me wisdom, righteousness, Sanctification. What is sanctification? That's a big word. It means set apart for his use. See, a lot of people are, are afraid to be used of God because they feel like they don't qualify. Well, I can't teach in the children's ministry because you just don't know how bad a person I am. Not that we don't, we don't want bad people in the children's ministry. Come on now. We're going to do a background check on you, honey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But, you know, we disqualify ourselves. But Jesus already qualified us. Amen? He perfected forever. Just say, I am perfected forever. Well, you don't understand how bad. Oh, sh just be quiet. <laughs> there you're identifying with the old man. You're like Gideon. Come on. He had the wrong identity. When the angel of the Lord came to Gideon in the Old Testament and said, mighty man of valor. He looked around and said, who are you talking to? What are you talking about? I am the weakest. I am the smallest. I am the least in my clan. I'm not a mighty man of valor. And the angel said, what is the angel? What do you think God's calling you? You no good misfit person. No, you're his child. You are his beloved. Amen. He loves you with the same love that he loves Jesus with. There's only one kind of love, and that's a godly love. He loves you. Amen. Unconditionally. Well, I blew it. He still loves you. We can look at the prodigal son. He went out knowingly, throwing away his life. Spending his inheritance on the worldly, on drunkenness and partying and all this kind of thing. But there was a point in his life he found himself in the pig's pen. And the Bible says he came to himself. And he realized that that was the wrong way to identify with a pig. He said, I'll go back and just be a servant. 
and I have, will have food, I will have uh, clothing, I will have shelter. My dad's servants are better than what I'm doing right now. So he crawls back. But you know what he found when he came back? And he was probably full of condemnation. He was full of guilt, of all that he'd wasted, all of his inheritance. He hurt his family. Can you imagine what he felt like crawling, you know, just coming back and having to face his dad? And the Bible said that his dad was out there looking for him, looking for him with open arms. And in and, 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 and that culture, and I'm glad I don't live in that culture, they like to kiss everybody. <laughs> his dad grabbed him up. Son! And you know what he smelled like. He was, you know, living with the pigs, man. But did, did, you know, did that matter to the dad? No. And this was a parable that Jesus used. Hallelujah. So you know when we fall away, when we miss a mark, let's not run from God. Let's run to God. Let's run to the mercy seat. Amen? For he is good. And what? His mercy endures forever hallelujah oh glory to god you always if you go by feelings believe me you will never feel worthy you will never feel good enough you're always going to feel some amount of guilt because we should read our bible more we should pray more we should do this more we should do that more and the enemy is out there speaking into your ear you know what? You blew it today. You forgot to pray. You know, you blew it today. You forgot to read your Bible, your morning, you know, devotion. Hey, don't get under condemnation. Hallelujah. It's not by your works of righteousness that you're saved, but by his mercy, the Bible says he saved us. And you know, the Bible says that Satan, in the book of Revelation, is the accuser of the brethren. He comes to accuse us. He will always constantly pick on our behavior. But God doesn't. He loves us. Say God loves me so much. Romans 8.1, the Passion Translation says, so now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Hallelujah. But on the other side of the coin, I'm running out of time, but on Romans chapter 10, verse 3, the Apostle Paul talked about a group of people that were not submitting to the righteousness of God. That's where a lot of the church world is today. So they're trying to fight their troubles. They're trying to fight, fight their anxiety, their things that's coming up around them in their own arm of the flesh, in their own strength. Now, this says this, and since they've ignored the righteousness of God, He's talking about the Jewish people. They've ignored what Jesus did on the cross for them. And since they ignored the righteousness that God gives, wanting instead to be acceptable to God because of their, what? Own works. They've refused to submit to God's faith righteousness. Amen. 
How many of you know that we need to submit to what Jesus has done for us? Identify with the work of Christ. Amen. Christ in me, Paul said, the hope of glory. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. No matter what is troubling you today, God says, hey, you live by my strength. You live by my ability. You walk your Christian walk, be not trying to do, be good, do good, but love me. Amen? Hallelujah. Because he loves you first. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hands. I don't care what you've been going through, what you've been addicted to, or whatever is trying to pull you down, drag you down. You have a life that many of you have not lived in to the full in Christ Jesus, and you need to, to, to lay hold on that, that hope, that strength that only Christ can give you. Amen? That's what being a Christian is all about. Hallelujah. Living that life, fullness, walking in health. Uh, you know, the, the apostle said, you know, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Glory to God. I want you to lift up your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We worship you. We thank you, Father, for the strength, for your anointing that's being infused through us to walk a walk like we've never walked before, to live a life in you, Lord Jesus, that we've never been able to do before. Amen. Because we are free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen. If you're here today, I want you to bow your heads. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I want to give you an opportunity right now to accept him. There'll never be peace. There'll never be any hope whatsoever. This world, there's no hope in this world politically or any other way aside from Jesus being the Lord of your life. Amen. And you need eternal life because one of these days when we pass from this earth, we're going to lay these bodies down. And we're going to enter into eternity. We're either going to go one of two places. Heaven, to be with Jesus, or to hell. Depending who's, who you're serving. Jesus talked about the, your father, the devil, to the world. But when we receive Christ, we don't have that father anymore. He's taken us out of that family. And he's put us over into his family. Glory to God. Amen. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ. Two things. Believe that Jesus went to the cross to die for your sins and acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. Make confession of him. And we're going to do that today. So I want us to say, all of us to say this prayer. Will you do this with me? Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross in my place. And dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my life. Jesus, I confess right now that I make you Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Praise.